Hey, 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 guys. It's Destiny, and I will be hosting the podcast today. So welcome to the Burnout Brighter podcast. If this is your first time listening, we talk about gaming and mental health. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple, Google, and other major services. So let's just get right into the shit. The shit. I needed to think of a question, and I did not. So I'm just going to use the question I used earlier. Matt. Yeah. If you could take any character, not from any of your favorite games, because I know you always got a no more persona, okay? <laughs> and you had to make a full range of sex toys, what character and what theme would you go for? I got this. Okay. Mm. I got this, and it's none of my favorite stuff. Okay. Mm. I would make a sex toy line based on Kirby. Okay. Because that mm-hmm. shit can be whatever you want it to I, be. I, wow. Mm-hmm. That, Kirby, that was good. Kirby's all about the suction. Yes. Oh. Kirby's all about bringing it in. And shape-shifting. Shape-shifting. Taking on the best attributes oh. of whatever you're looking for. That's so good. I would pick Kirby and then... Then we can have like our main Kirby line, which is all like kind of suction based. Yeah. And then we can change it up depending on whatever whatever mood you're in, whatever character you're feeling, whatever is tickling the pink. I, I love that because like Kirby actually takes on attributes from other things. So if like let's say you want a little booty play. Yeah, that's what I mean. You Kirby, can have Kirby plugs. That's what I mean. It's like imagine imagine wow. like the main line and then like everything you can like build onto it. Imagine like Lego. Right, like you would like build onto the the sex toy and I change like it that. as what you will. If there was like instead of build a bear, there was build a dildo. I feel build a dough. Build a dough. Yes. <laughs> oh shit. That's what I mean. That was really good. That's I, what I'm saying. I I understand the logic, but I feel deeply disturbed by the imagery. Why? It's just a pink dildo with eyes. It's Kirby. Bruh, don't even tell me you haven't seen some crazy porn. It's. Kirby. Yeah, but Kirby's like. Yeah, but Kirby can get down. Kirby can, yeah. He's got like a black hole inside his stomach. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That nothing comes that out. That hole. Yeah. Did you hole. exactly? Just keep putting things in it. Oh, I exactly. Oh yeah. I never thought that I of all people would be turned off by would, Kirby. Would, <laughs> <laughs> You've just ruined my masturbation place this evening. This made me deeply uncomfortable. That other people also think about him like now, this. Now I've got to throw away my whole folder. Oh. 30 gigabytes of it. Damn. Oh, wait, no, save that. We can use it. We oh. could use it. Research. Yeah. All right, so now I have to have a question for Darren, which I also did not pre-think of. Mm, right. So I'm going to do this tradition. little song as I think of a question <laughs> for Darren. Okay. Darren. <laughs> yes. If you could knock up one character... But that character <laughs> okay. also give you a really bad venereal disease. <laughs> okay. And then divorce you and take 75% of your income. <laughs> and then... <laughs> oh, God. Kill you. Kill you. Do I get a kid out of this? And you don't get to see the kid. As a matter of fact, you find out on the 18th birthday that it's not even your kid. Oh my god. What kind of depressing It's from a Kanye West song. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh my god, that's a mental (laughs) walk. I am am both now disturbed 
and existentially confused. Oh, okay. And so but normal, can you answer the question? So normal um, Wednesday. I'm trying to think a way around this because it seems like it's a lose-lose no matter who I choose. It's true, drive. but I mean, like, <laughs> just make sure the sex is good the first time and everything else is going to go downhill, but at least make sure the sex is good. There is a character mm-hmm. in the game Hollow Knight. Okay. What? Now, <laughs> now, this character, this character, you give them... What? Now, now hear me out. Now, hear me out. Do you know what Hollow Knight is? Yes. They are. You give them your money. Right. And they run away and take it. Okay. But they're very bad at hiding. And in the game, you can find them and get all your money back. So, I'm going to choose her because I know she'll be very bad at hiding and I can just hit her a few times with a sword and I'll get all my money back. And you then you get try a ra- to raise your child, though. Like you said, you I don't get to keep the kid. You don't know it's not your kid until it's eighteen. <laughs> no, yes, but ooh, you're a bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna get my money back. I mean, the money's supposed to go towards but your like, kid. But like, hold on. But are, you assu- are, you, are you assuming you get transported into Hollow Knight, <laughs> or are you assuming that this happens now? Because in Hollow Knight, you hit her with the sword a few times to get your money back. Here, in in life, <laughs> you murder her. You murder her. <laughs> She's alive. But then she's going to press charges for domestic violence. With a sword. You didn't think this through. And then that's going to be attempted murder. Your ass is going to jail with the venereal disease. And, and with, then... And without the knowledge that but, your child, the child is not even but yours. She's, yeah. But she's also an insect. So, like... Are you saying insects are not people, too? I am... He's saying he has a thing for fucking insects. No, that's I'm... What he's saying. I'm saying that maybe she's not going to know... You know what to do. So then it's rape. Then. So no, no, I'm not. It's no. no then it's you do realize that like insects don't usually have like one child. They have like a hundred. Damn. Uh, if, she, if she's taking seventy five percent of my Children income, Children are expensive. That's and especially when you have a hundred of them. Darren, I, I, I am so glad that we've never had sex and you've never had the chance to knock me up. What the fuck? Yo, he'd be coming at you with a sword. No. Right. Even though, like, it was consensual like, sex. I feel like this started off as a good idea <laughs> and very quickly snowballed yeah. into some other kind of idea. Daddy's got to make his money. Well, I didn't think you were an insect to have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, like, I think, because I definitely forgot about the whole having sex part of this and very quickly focused on the other 90% of the question. <laughs> so I feel like the sex part was not what was first and first well, and foremost in his brain. No, then this works out because she can't have a kid because we're different species. So it's that not going to work out. Nasty. Hey, what do you think a liger is? That's true. Yeah, but that's two closer related species. But my question, my question was, if you vertebrates. had sex with a character and had a baby, don't you can't pick a character that can't well, have a baby. This scenario, she went so like, depressing. Oh my god! And so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Hey, make the sex good. At least make the sex good. Okay, let's, let's get moving on. This on. Moving on. Moving on. All right. So Darren, next we have. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We have to ask you a question. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Do you have a question? See, y'all suck. Y'all ain't got no questions. If you... Yes. Needed, because yes. I guess we're, just, we're sticking with the whole sex theme here. Okay. If you mm-hmm. had to make mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. sex toy... 
Okay. Into a video game character. Oh, the rabbit. Okay, well, and like, and tell me about the game that the rabbit would be in. Tell me about tell, like set the scene for me. Well, is it like a like, platformer? Is he a horny rabbit? Like, what's what's good? Okay, so <clears throat> what's good? It's with the rabbit? puzzle solving, and it's a game that's meant to teach men how to give women orgasms and where to touch them on their clitoris. Oh, so you find the clip. So it's an educational game. I see. It's like a very practical game. It is a very practical game because a lot of you don't know what you're doing. Maybe we should make this game. <laughs> I think it would actually be a great game. <laughs> this could be money in the bank. <laughs> we could even put that chick from Hollow Knight in it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm sold. I'm sold on that. I mean, like, she can't have kids with us, so. Yeah, that's what I mean. Dad's in. Okay, that cool. was a great question. I'm glad that we got all of our sexual tension out mm-hmm. in the first, like, ten minutes or so. I don't, I yep. Well, I mean, if you call being sexually very confused. <laughs> That's tension for some. That's, yeah. I, I mean, I know I like humans, so I don't have any problems. <clears throat> yeah. But, all right, so um, I know we usually talk about the games that we're playing. So, Darren, <laughs> I'll come back to you. <laughs> Sorry, Darren's choking at the thought of... This child. Uh, what have I been playing? Uh, what have you been playing lately, Matt? I've been playing Pokemon still. I'm now en route to the Elite Four, or whatever challenge awaits me. I've beaten all the gyms. They were all incredibly easy. Um, <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a bad thing. <laughs> um, the biggest thing that I can say about this game is I was really happy with it. Until you weren't. Until... I, and it's not that I'm not any longer, but... I've definitely hit a point in this game, and, like, I'm maybe 15 to 18 hours in. Like, I'm not, like, it's not like it's been, like, a 60-hour game that I'm losing interest in. Mm -hmm. It's just that, like, when I was reading the complaints about it, I didn't think they would bother me as much as they have. Mm -hmm. It's literally, like, every major story beat that in any other game, like, they're, like, you're at a gym, and then they're, like, oh, there's this, something's going on outside, like, go check it out. Yeah. And you go check it out, and they're, like, there's massive... Like Dynamax Pokemon goes light spoilers here, and then yeah. they're like, "There's something going on over there," and you go to check it out, and like the champion, one of the characters comes, he's like, "I've got this. You just keep going." Yeah. And this happens time and time again, where whatever, <laughs> whatever scenario that would be like, okay, this is gonna be fucking cool. Yeah. It's dealt with off screen by another character. So it sounds like the champion has a better video game than yes, you do. Literally though. <laughs> um. So it's. It's wearing on me the more and more it happens. Yeah. Mm. Um, I still like the new Pokemon. I still think it's cool. It's still fun. Um, Al and I have had a couple more battles, and we've we've been really 50-50 on it. Um, but it's frustrating me more and more. And, like, I, could, I don't know. This is what I mean when I say Pokemon has been and seems like it will always be another Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I don't regret buying it. I'm still going to finish it. I'm still having fun playing it. But... You see it for what it is the more you spend time with it. And I know yeah. Al- Alistair felt similarly, because we had a long talk about it over the weekend, about how he's also kind of falling less in love with it the more he plays. And I yeah. think that's just because I, I really do think that there is a great game in here mm-hmm. if they just had more time to finish it. Yeah. Um, or more time to, like, add more features or polish. Well, that's what, well, that's what I mean, yeah. more time just to finish it. Yeah, because yeah. this game, that's, I think that's, it, it just feels unfinished. Not that there's... Yeah a lack of polish because that's not what it is it just mm-hmm. feels like there's a lot that they wanted to do that they just didn't get to right right um and the other game that i've been playing a bit of is killer queen black hey. um for anyone who's unfamiliar killer queen is a arcade game in the states um 
I'm, I'm sure it's in other places too, but it's a really hard cabinet to come by. It's one of the newer ones. Okay. And essentially what it is, it's like a 5v5 game where one person will be like the killer queen, like the insect queen, and the other ones are all workers. And essentially it's a face-off with 5v5. There's no computers. It all has to be human players, um, in the cabinet at least, where you're either racing to kill the other queen three times, you're racing to collect ten berries, or you're racing to move a snail that sits on the bottom of the map across the screen. Okay. Whichever team successfully does one of the three first is the winner. So it's really hectic, and it's a lot of fun. The game came to Switch a little while ago. It was on sale, so Al and I picked it up, and we've been playing it, and it's a lot of fucking fun. Um, it's a little bit different on Switch because it's 4v4 instead of on the cabinet where it's 5v5, and obviously because it's an online game, they have added CPUs, um, so in case people drop in and drop out, the game automatically continues <coughs> on with computer players. The game is one of the best examples of simple-looking and endlessly complicated... Easy like to pick up, hard to master. Yeah, because it's so so fun and the games are so frantic and it's like if you're not communicating with your team and it's harder on the switch because of voice chat limitations like i think there is actual like voice chat in the game itself yeah but that means you're plugged into the into the switch itself and you have to yeah. buy handheld because the, their their controllers don't have any headphone head, like headphone inputs yeah because mm -hmm. there's a pc version of the game too yes, i think there the is. pc version has like proper voice right. chat yeah so like if you're not communicating and working together you're fucked and if you're not paying attention, you're fucked. But the games are fast and frantic, and it's super, super, super fun. I've really, really been enjoying it. So for anybody who's heard about the arcade game and has been curious, I think it's translated really, really well to a digital space, and I mm -hmm. think it's really fucking cool. Are the map sizes a bit smaller? They are a little bit smaller. Because it's 4v4. It's 4v4, yeah. And they're a little bit more varied, because the main game only had, like, th what, like four or five maps? Something like that. Three. I think it was three. Yeah, I think there's more here. Um, at least more variation in them as well. So I'm really liking it. So I've been playing both of those. I'm planning on getting back to Death Stranding and Outer Worlds pretty much imminently. Nice. So, yeah. What have you been playing? I have not been playing Death Stranding. Oh, tired of making ziplines? I, I have not had a lot of time this week to play a game, mm -hmm. so I have a confession to make. Okay. I've um, been playing Cookie Clicker again. Oh, oh my god. god. After I legit just shit all over one of our coworkers for playing that game. <laughs> really? Yes. That was his game that mattered. That was my game that mattered. And and I think talking about it again made me think like, I can I'll, I'll, I'll load it up and see what's changed, if anything's changed, because this game has been running for like years, and apparently I haven't played it for a while, because I got an achievement when I turned it on, where it's like, you've managed a legacy for over a year. Mm -hmm. um, and I got that. And the game's actually been not overhauled, but they've gone from version 1.x or whatever to a full 2.0 wow and wow. so they've added a lot more features and i've fallen back on the horse uh is that the phrase that you're supposed to use talking you've about being gotten back, back on, on the, the horse because uh, people don't i have on fallen on the horse <laughs> I, have I was walking tripped suddenly i on jumped the horse i jumped over a shark and then landed Back on the horse. Yep. Okay. Might as well com okay. Com combine any more of those. That up. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> and um, I have been a little addicted to it, but I've been more. Um, I I I think I've been better at limiting myself because I know I'm like, all right. Yeah. It's like someone who's like touching alcohol again for a while, being like, maybe just one more drink. Right. Except, so I'm like, I gotta make some hard and fast rules. I'm proud of you. Um, so. 
I also don't really have a lot of time to play even that, so usually I'll just have it running in the background while I'm sleeping, just <laughs> getting getting cookies. Getting those cookies. Because you said there's auto-clickers, right? Yeah, yeah. I And because I have my save file from, like, a couple years ago, I started off with, like, like five uh, quintillion cookies or something like that. Fucking shit. Um... I had so I had a lot of cookies to start with, so I was able to buy all the new buildings and stuff like that, so I can manage my. I have to legacy. try this stupid fucking game. Um, try it. I need to. And um, so, and I've been use like searching the forums for some better strategies to like keep my pro- like progression cookies Steady. my cookies per second high, and I've also <laughs> been. Um, so what's like the end goal of this game? Uh, for me, it's just kind of like. Get all as the, many cookies? Do you get like a prize? There's no end, but there are achievements. Oh, okay. So for me, it's like get They're all the making up, all kinds of money. It's there's uh, no microtransactions. Really? It's completely free. Wow. This is the that's why I said I'm like, guessing ads are on the site. There are ads running on the site. Okay. I was like, like they yeah, have to make money. They have to, they have to monetize. Somehow. There's ads running on the site, but the game mechanics wise, there are no way. There's no way to like you can donate to the guy's Patreon, mm-hmm. but that's the only way to play pay. Is to donate to the Patreon. That's, that's if you want to. Right? If you want to. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I'm like, if anyone wants to check out like this kind of weird thing, this is the best one to do it. Okay. I will play Cookie Clicker before the next podcast. Yeah. And for me, I want to just get all the I achievements. I will listen to you tell me about yeah. Cookie Clicker before the next podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna click some cookies. I've currently saved up like seventy heavenly chips so that when I ascend to a higher plane, <laughs> I'll be able to uh, get some permanent upgrades. That's fucking hilarious <laughs> okay <laughs> Dusty right. what about you what have you been playing um I've still been playing Black Desert Online but oh. I've been playing it a lot more and I understand more of like the game mechanics because those games are hard to get into bruh there's so much going on in this game so I made a new character because I said the last one was ugly you so I made a lawn it? yeah and um it's basically like I'm just gonna read it a lawn wields the noble sword and crescent pendulum and the reason why i like this is it reminded me of the gameplay of uh god of war where he has the two swords because oh, she's basically yeah, yeah. swinging around and like fucking like just is she fucking the, shit up is she of the human race or she's is... human okay yeah um also i realized in the <laughs> game that like you could have like <laughs> matches i know why he's laughing because you're she, a freak you like having sex with things that are not human <laughs> Is she human or insect? Because my interests will vary. I'm definitely into the queen bee look. But, um, no, it's really dope. Like, there's combo attacks. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about is that, like, as you're playing this game, like, you don't have to keep clicking your mouse. You can hold down your mouse as she's fighting, and then you have your special moves on the bottom. And then if you click those while you're holding down mouse, she'll do combo moves with those that you're clicking. Um, so it's more of like an active combat system. Yes, it's really dope, and um, there's other shit in it. Like you could, you can actually take on jobs in the game where like you can be a merchant and actually set up a shop where you have it set to where you have like your wagon going through and like selling things for you. So um, there's just a lot of really intricate shit in the game that I didn't expect. Were you looking at? Looking I'm at looking at the game up. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I. Only now just realized what this game is. What? I there's another something desert online. Yeah. That's like a military shooter. That's why I was so confused when you're like Blades of Chaos. What the <laughs> ever living fuck? Oh yeah. So I thought that was that. Oh no. 
This is like a Fallout Fantasy MMO. Yeah. Okay. It's a crime game, too. I'm trying to find what the fuck I was... It was actually at G-Star. Remember when I got really excited? Yes, yes, yes. I was like, oh my god, there it is. And they announced their, like, single-player expansion. There's, like, some other game that they're working on in the universe. So, um, yeah, I'm playing it right now with my friend Cammy. What level are you? I'm only at level 20. Mm. What's the cap? I don't know. Mm. But I heard it doesn't get really interesting until you're at level 60. And I got to level 20 in, like, maybe a few hours. Um, and the good thing about it is that you can level, like, you can level really well without just following the main story. Okay, cool. Do you find it kind of gr- grindy? To Not get- at all. Okay. Because I love the fighting mechanic in it. Cool. Like, I love just fucking shit up. Cool. So, like, while she's doing something, like a mission, I'll just go and, like, kill a bunch of trolls. That's awesome. Yeah. Because MMOs, I-, I feel, are not usually, like, praised for their combat systems. No. You have to get it and try it. Okay. Like, I don't know about all the other classes yet, but, like, I absolutely love her class. And if it's like any of, like, her gameplay, it's all of them have their own special combos. That's awesome. So, So it seems like the level, the highest, and this is a year ago from the Black Desert Online uh, subreddit, the highest that somebody hit a year ago was 63. Mm. Because there is no known max level as of yet. Oh, but it just gets the exponentially expensive. The grind gets insane apparently so 60 makes sense that that's where it gets good because that's end game that's yeah. usually where these things get really exciting he said the 60 to 61 grind took about 100 hours the 61 <gasps> to 62 grind took about a thousand <laughs> what that's crazy i'll probably not be playing it that long <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> awesome right now it's really fun to play with my friends and i like games where i can play with my friends cool so that's dope that's what i'm doing right now awesome so we're going to shift over to the news, right? Games that matter. Oh, games that matter. Still? Uh, we just what we've been playing. Oh. Yeah, I'm for games right. that matter. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. Um, <laughs> I know I just did my history a little bit ago, and I did touch on this game while I was doing that, but the game that matters for me is one that I'm going to bring up is Tales of Symphonia. Hey. Oh, okay. um, it is a JRPG that came out back in the GameCube era. It was GameCube only first, and then later came to other consoles through its life cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, part of the Tales franchise, which has many, many a game. It has like kind of a more active battle style where you fight almost on like a 2D plane, but in like a 3D arena. It almost looks like a match of Smash Bros. Kind of, yeah. And then like you have your combos. You can play with friends, so you can have your friends jump in. Um, the reason that this game stands out to me so much is it is the earliest JRPG that I can remember falling in love with. Hmm. And it's one that I sunk a hell of a lot of time into. This, I remember story beats better from that game than I do a lot of other games. I just remember the feeling of playing it and how many times where I was like, this is the final boss battle. Oh, wait, there's fucking more? <laughs> and it's like, the, this, the Tales franchise is, is kind of known for doing that, for hitting that kind of point where you're like, this has to be the end. What the fuck? <laughs> and it, it did that a bunch of times. And I remember playing the shit out of that game with my brothers. I remember playing the shit out of that game with you, Darren. Mm-hmm. I remember when you came over and you were like, what is this game? I'm like, I'm not that far from the end. And we ended up staying all night. Yeah, we were not it. even close, I don't think. Yeah. Well, we ended up beating it. Oh, we did. Right, we did. Right, right, right. We, we, the last boss took us like an hour. Yeah, but we I did it. With that. Sitting in that tiny little room with... Sweating. Yeah, sweating bullets because the AC wasn't working in that room and shit. And like we were just dying in there, but we kept playing. And like you kept calling your dad being like... Can you come in an hour? Yeah. <laughs> I need another hour. I need one more hour. Um, That's cute. How old were you? Uh, like fifth grade. 
would have been around there. Or sixth grade? Yeah, so like 13? 12? No, lower. Like no, 12, 11. Yeah. Like 11. 11. 10 or 11. 10, 11, 12. Somewhere in that range. Yeah, or, because I think you're 12 in sixth grade. Uh, yeah, 11 turning 12, I think. Okay, so 11, we're around there. 11 or 12. Um, Not that that was important, so. Yeah. But no, so, like, I mean, we were, we were kids, right? Mm-hmm. And then that game, like I said, is... There isn't a lot that I remember from my childhood, like, that stands out to me, like, very, very clearly. Um, but that game definitely does. It came on two discs, which is the first time I ever played anything that had multiple discs. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is so fucking cool. Um, that game holds a really, really special place in my heart. And it's what started my love for the Tales franchise. I've played a lot of them since. And for me, that game is one that... I have actually... I never replay games. Mm. I, I barely ever, ever go back to a game... Um, but a couple of years ago, I actually did go back to Tales when they did the re-release. Oh. Um, and going back to it just reminded me more of the things that I had forgotten before. Mm-hmm. And I actually did play through most of it. I didn't finish it because those games are really long. Yeah. Um, but that game has a really, really special place in my heart. And it's one that I really cherish from my childhood. Not just for my own sake and my own starting my own love for JRPGs, but also playing it with family playing it with friends um i really love that game and i think it's really special that's awesome that's really sweet yeah do you ever um like how do you feel about the story of the game i love the story and again keep in mind like i played it when i was in the midst of like beyblade and Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon and digimon all of it was was the good (laughs) versus evil like grandiose ridiculous story right so Mm -hmm. like is it a expertly written story that will hold up against other stuff of course not but like for what it is um you know the story of this this kid going out on a journey to bring like the chosen one to her place where she's basically knows she's going to die Mm -hmm. but he's going with her to try and save the world like it's a really cool story and again it's a it's a it's a jrpg story if you're looking for more than that you won't get it but i i know it has some really cool twists and turns and it has some it has some Really interesting points. I know you played other games in the series, right? Yep. And how do you think... For, also, did you play 2? Mm-hmm. How do you think... 2 was not great. You didn't like... That was for the Wii, right? Yep. 2 was, was not great. It was a different kind of game. They just... They cut the world map. They did a lot of really weird stuff that just didn't feel great. And the whole selling point was like... But, like, Lloyd and the guys from the first game are evil? Oof. Which, like, I don't even know when he's played the first game. It's like, no, obviously fucking not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, they did, so they took some interest. They had they made some interesting choices that some worked, some didn't. The second one was not as great as the first. How do you feel Tales of Symphonia stacks up against the other games in the series? I think it's one of the best from the ones that I've played. Um, I played Vesperia. Vesperia was also excellent. I played Berseria, which was also really good. I think I played... I played through some of Graces. Tales like, of what? Tales of Graces. No. The one with the B? Berseria? Berseria. Berseria? I feel like I played that. That one would have come out a couple of years ago. Yes, yeah, it's the one, one... With the girl who has yes, the monster I arm. Yes, I played that. Yeah, she she was that dope. It was actually really funny. PS4. I don't know. I played it oh. on PC. PS4. Oh, yeah. they have a PC version? Yeah, it's on Steam. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they did port all those games to PC, I yeah. think. I yeah. liked it. Yeah, it was great. It's like... It was really fun, like... The the uh, relationship between the characters and stuff like that, yeah. like it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I did yeah, not Brazil- finish it, but I liked it. Brazil is great. I actually did finish it. Um, uh, again, cool. I like the Tales series. I'm really excited about the next one because they look like they're really overhauling the graphics system and changing up a lot. Like they're really taking Ooh. kind of that next gen step forward because the graphics have not changed a lot since those days. Um, so I'm curious. I'm very curious to see what they're going to do next, and I'm looking forward to it. 
Oh, published by Bandai. Damn, yeah. Bandai. It's a Bamco. Everything. Yeah. I'm publishing a lot more lately, too. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Bamco. All right. Let's do some news. Okay. I'm going to take over for the news <laughs> because I have, I, have everything, I have everything pulled up here. Uh, we're going to start with talking about PlayStation State of Play. Um, this comes from Joe Scrubbles over at IGN. So I'm going to just pull from this, uh, from this article because it has all the announcements on it, but go give them a click. So things that came out from the State of Play, uh, Untitled Goose Game. It's coming to PS4 December 17th. Um, it's also coming to Xbox Game Pass, unrelated to PlayStation State of Play, but mm-hmm. it'll also be there. Uh, Spellbreak was announced. It's a new magic-based battle royale, so it has a bunch of like wizards and stuff fighting instead of like <laughs> Fortnite people. All right. Game looks fun. Mm-hmm. Looks cool. I'll definitely give it a whirl. Um, Dreams got its f- another trailer. It's coming out Valentine's Day, February 14th. Superliminal was announced. Um, it's like a Stanley Parable-esque type of thing. It's been out on PC for a month. It's going to be a PS4 release sometime soon. It's, Basically, it's like a puzzle game where you manipulate objects. Where it, pers- Perspective is the puzzle. Yeah. So, like, you know how, like, you hold an object, and if you, like, cut, like, if you have no depth perception, if you're holding an object, like, up high, it looks like it's bigger. Like, someone holding up the Leaning Tower ah, piece. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. based on where you've put the object in your field of view will actually change its size oh, and shape. Okay, That's So you can, dope. like, take a small thing, make it big, or, like, grab the moon and make it smaller and stuff like that. That's yeah, really cool. looks cool. Uh, Paper Beast got another trailer. This is coming to PSVR sometime in Q1 2020. Game looks beautiful. Not excited about it, to be honest. It just, I don't see what you do in the game yet. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC got a, another trailer. Otherwise, spoilers, the trailer. Yeah, a lot of spoilers in there <laughs> if you haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, it's coming January 23rd. It has a separate pricing structure, so they're referring to it as an expansion more so than just a DLC. Oh, uh, so what, did they say what the price was for? 30 bucks. 30 US. Wow. So it's going to be probably well, 40 I, Canadian. I guess it'll be hefty. Uh, yeah, they have like a whole list of what comes with it. I couldn't make heads or tails of what the fuck any of it meant. <laughs> uh, Predator Hunting Grounds is coming from uh, on April 24th. A this multiplayer is like, Predator game? Yeah, but this is like a, what's it called? Friday the 13th style, one person's a Predator and everybody else is trying to uh, take it down. Okay. So it's one versus like right, four right. or whatever it is. Babylon's Fall got another trailer. This is coming from Platinum and Square Enix. Mm-hmm. It was announced a little while ago. We've got another trailer. Looks fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Resident Evil 3 Remake and Project Resistance. Mm-hmm. Project Resistance was just talked about very briefly, but Resident Evil 3 Remake will be coming alongside it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you buy Remake, you get Project yeah. Resistance with it yeah. coming April 3rd. Ghost of Tsushima got a very, very, very short trailer. Like a 15-second trailer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with, with a to-be-continued because they're going to release the full trailer at the Game Awards, and they basically said that that was... Um, Jeff Keighley said on Twitter that that was going to be the longest trailer shown at the Game Awards will be the Ghost of Tsushima trailer. Wow. Um, Go from the shortest to the longest. Yeah, so that's basically everything announced. Uh, Darren, what is one thing that excites you from this list? Um, You know, I'm usually... This was a... I want to say, first of all, that this, I think, was a pretty good state of play. I have not been very impressed overall with the way Sony does state of play so far. I find them very, like, Okay. They're very, like, average in terms of, like, the game they're announced and the way that it's structured. There's not, like, a lot of humor to it. Like, Nintendo tries to add, like, Funny humor elements. and jokes into their their digital events. And Sony's like, here's everything. Okay, bye. Um, I prefer it, to be honest. I'm, Personally, I don't like the fluff that Nintendo does. Like, I just want to know what's happening. I like Pisto Sony style of just giving it to me. Really? I find it so dry. I... 
I just think, I, I don't know, for me it's like the game speak for it, but I do think that it needs a little bit more. Yeah, because like the, annou- the announcements, like, the thing is, is like when Nintendo does something where it's like, oh, by the way, just one more thing, it's usually something you're not expecting, whereas when every time Sony's done a state of play where it's like, by the way, one more thing, it's always been something that people have like predicted or expected. I think a big part of that is because of the PlayStation's life cycle ending, so we know yeah. what's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I'm curious to see if it'll change more with PS5. Yeah, well, because, like, even compared to, we're going to talk about it in a second, and I will go back to your question. I'm so sorry, I've ignored your question. Uh, but, um, <laughs> what's he excited about? Um, compared to the indie Nintendo press conference, which is just a, showing indie games, even then, their just one more thing was, like, uh, much... A requested sequel to like a great indie game that yeah. nobody was expecting. Mm-hmm. So like, Nintendo's even able to like find those hooks in like an indie press conference. The thing is, I think this would have worked better if not for the leaks. Yeah, the Resident Evil Three would have had a really cool splash if it wasn't yeah. for thing. Even Kingdom Hearts yeah. trailer leaked a couple days early. Like, but I think this would have worked better without. I will say. Anyways, what are you saying? My opinion. This is my favorite state of play that Sony's done so far, just because I've actually been kind of. Int- I guess that's just my personal thing. I was interested in pretty much everything that they announced. The thing that I'm the hypest for is because I don't have a Switch. Untitled Goose Game being ported to PS4. <laughs> <laughs> that and the Kingdom Hearts DLC. The Kingdom Hearts DLC trailer, as someone who loves Kingdom Hearts, looks like everything I was looking for in an expansion to the game. Yep. And the fact that it, they even showed off this trailer and it's only coming in like a month and a half after they announced it, not even, that's cool. Like, Square Enix is so bad with Kingdom Hearts about announcing things like and never releasing them. So it's like, here's a trailer, it's coming out super soon, feels really good. Yep, I agree. Uh, Destiny, anything off this list do anything for you? No, I'm not really worried yeah, no, about not. anything here. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Anything that you're really excited about? Um, I'm with you on uh, Kingdom Hearts DLC, honestly. Um, Resident Evil has never really been my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew D- Remind was coming for a little while, but mm-hmm. we didn't know what was coming with it. And this trailer kind of looks like everything that I wanted the ending of Kingdom Hearts 3 to be. Yeah. Because um, that's going to be the focus, is the end. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I think it's the price point is what I'm a little iffy on. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't know until we get reviews to see if you think it's actually worth yeah, uh, like $40. I said, there's a list that was included in the state of play that runs down what is included. I'm just not clear on what all of that is. And for a bunch of like challenge mode stuff, which isn't really my thing, mm-hmm. um, we'll I'll, see. I'll have to see. I didn't look at the list. Yeah, there's a list, but like it's it's just a bunch of shit that doesn't make a lot of fucking sense. If you're like, I'm sh- I wonder if there's more information elsewhere, but it's not exactly clear. All right, I'll have to look that out after. Um, one other thing I want to say I'm very excited for is I am excited for Resident Evil 3. Yep. And I know it was leaked. And, and I know I predicted it was coming out in the Game Awards, but that was before the... So- I think that was before the State of Play was even announced. Yes, it was. So I didn't know that that was going to happen. Um, but I am excited for the game. I thought the way that they announced it was really strange and really confusing because they're like, here's that campaign mode for Resident Evil Resistance. Yeah, I thought it was cheeky. I thought it was cute. It was cute, but as someone who's played Resident Evil 2, it was really strange because they made it look like it was part of Resident Evil Resistance, and even when the Resident Evil 3 part was announced, the way that they cut the images together, you couldn't really tell if it was legitimately as big of a release as people were making it to be, Mm -hmm. and if it wasn't for the leaks showing box art for the game... 
by the end of the state of play, I was well, not. They showed they showed they showed the box art on the state of play. They showed the full. Yes, thing. no, but I mean, like, the state of play does not say that that's the box art. The leaks confirmed it was the box. I see, okay, I see it what could you mean. just be some promotional image. If, if all you saw was the state of play, mm-hmm. um, but without knowing that that was the box art, I was actually personally a little confused if what was the bigger deal, Resistance or Resident Evil Three? Yeah, and for but. It is Resident Evil 3 with Resistance being a mode in Resident yeah, Evil 3. Yeah, yeah, But, like, I'm like... I was just like... It was a really cool announcement. And I knew it was Resident Evil 3 from the way that the, the whole event started. It started with the item select sound from Resident Evil 3. Nice. Uh, but, like, just, like, Capcom is weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll move on from that. We'll see more of PlayStation, I'm sure, at the Game Awards. Uh, the next thing is the Nintendo Indie Showcase. This comes from Johnny Dornbush over at IGN. Again, I'm not going to read much of this. I'm just going to cherry-pick the games announced. Uh, Golf Story 2 is getting a... F- oh, it's basically called Sports Story, so it's a follow-up to Golf Story, but with a whole bunch of other games, including tennis, volleyball, dungeon crawling, like a whole bunch of stuff that they're adding in. Game looks cool. Coming in mid-2020. Axiom Verge 2 got a trailer. Um, it's coming out in fall 2020. Streets of Rage 4... Got a trailer coming first half 2020. Gleamlight was announced, which basically looks like Hollow Knight, but if you were a sword. It looks like Hollow Knight, but worse. Yeah. Um, Bacon Switch was announced coming summer 2020. It looks interesting as well. I'm not really sure. Super Mash was also announced coming for May 2020. It's This is basically, imagine, a procedurally generated game where you pick two genres and it makes a game. And yeah, it's a randomly generated Looks game. Yeah, it's like a full game. Anyways, check out the trailer. Talos Principle Deluxe Edition is out now. Sail Forth was announced. A new naval 3D action game. Procedurally generated. <laughs> yeah, coming out in 2020. Dauntless is out on Switch now. Um, one of the Monster Hunter-esque free or Fortnite kind of free-to-play. And I think it's got cross-play. Mm, yep. Yes, it does. Uh, Murder by Numbers, it's part visual novel, part Picross. Part, I think part dating simulator, part Picross. Yeah, coming from the Howdleful Boyfriend guys. Um, Oddworld Strangers of Wrath HD is coming in January. Skatebird, this game makes me irrationally angry, is coming in <laughs> late 2020. Liberated was shown off, which kind of looks like a comic book cyberpunk kind of thing, coming in 2020. Boyfriend Dungeon, coming in 2020. Dreamscaper, coming in early 2020. Um... Not too sure about... not. I don't know too much about that one. Survivalists, a new game from Team 17, set within the Escapist universe, coming in 2020. Uh, Destiny. There's a lot of indie here, and there's one game in particular that I know you're going to get amped on, so please tell me, what tickled your pickle? Streets of Rage. <laughs> <laughs> Streets of Rage 4. I'm one of, so excited. One of your favorite franchises, right? Yes. What, how, what did you think of the trailer? Um... I like the trailer. I was actually watching it again as you guys were talking. Um, I'm excited that there are more female characters to pick from. Like, yeah. because it's always been, like, just Blaze. But now they have a girl called Cherry Hunter. So I'm kind of interested in how her fighting style will be in the game. And I've always liked the Streets of Rage game because of the music that mm-hmm. they've also had. And the original composer, I can't remember his name, um, passed away a while ago, so I'm kind of interested in like how the music's gonna like amp up the gameplay. Because I'm definitely a person who needs like good music yeah. as I'm playing, right? If it's like shitty music, then it kind of takes me out of the mood. Especially if it's a fighting game, yeah. You know, like you want to be like amped, like mm-hmm. 
For example, when I listen to Move Bitch, Get Out the Way, I can't drive. <laughs> because if I'm driving, then I'm speeding. And I get angry because the song is like, you know what I mean? So I'm super excited to play that. As soon as it gets out, I will be fucking buying it. When did Streets of Rage 3 come out? Oh my god. Years ago. I know this game is supposed to take place 10 years after Streets of Rage. Came out... March 17th, 94. Yeah. Long fucking Streets of time 3 ago. was 94? Yep. Long time ago. And my yeah. favorite one is 2, I believe. And they came out kind of like close, like back to back kind of. Yeah. And then they didn't have another game. I didn't realize it's been that long. Time. I thought there was a bit of a mini revival before, but no. Wow. So yeah, you must be hyped then. Yeah, I'm super fucking hyped. I never thought they... I told you I have Streets of Rage 2 on everything. Yeah, Yeah. literally everything. Everything. It's on my phone. That's awesome. So do you think... I know you're talking about getting a Switch. Do you think this will be something that you play on the Switch that you get one day? Or do you think this is going to be back Uh, on PC? It's on PC. (laughs) I'll play it on PC. (laughs) Awesome. Darren, what about you? Oh, you know what? I was thinking of Double Dragon. There was a bit of a Double Dragon. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking Sorry. D, I'm not seeing anything about the Streets of Rage composers dying. Yuzo Koshiro and Motohiro Kawashima. The one for Streets of Rage 2, the one who did the music for that, he passed away. I'll keep looking at this. I'm just seeing, because it was said it was mostly composed and played by Yuzo Koshiro. Let me look it up. Yeah, he's still... I'm pretty sure that the person... He's coming back for it. Is, is he, yeah, he's still alive. Okay, let me make yeah, sure. Yeah, just fact check it here. All right, Darren, what about you? What, uh, are you? what are you amped about? I am amped for Murder by Numbers. Okay. And Why? So I want to say two things. Murder by Numbers. Okay, so I was wrong. It's not a dating simulator. It is straight up visual novel mystery detective game uh-huh. um, mixed with Picross. Mixed with Picross. I love Picross. I could eat Picross for breakfast every day of my life. And the fact that they're combining a mystery visual novel where I'm solving crimes and doing Picross, that is amazing. That is a game that is made for me. And apparently, I looked at the press release, the game has drag queens in it. Okay. And that is also very cool. I am just really interested in what you're into sexually now. <laughs> I am, I, I, and I've, I, from my understanding, I never played Hatoful Boyfriend, but I, I hear it's good. I've heard it's fantastic for a pigeon dating simulator. Yeah, so knowing that the person who's making this game made a pigeon dating simulator makes me think there's going to be some weird stuff in the game. So this is going to be a day one buy for me. And then the other game I'm super excited for is Axiom Verge 2. Yes. Because I played the first game and I loved it. It's one of the best Metroidvania, excuse me, one of the best Metroidvania games I've played. And so, just the fact that they're making a sequel, that it just, it's just really exciting for me. Good old Tom Hap. Love to learn more about the world because the, I know it's supposed to be like a prequel, but the game did, the first one ended on a, like a little bit of a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be interesting to see. Matt, I guess we'll see. Matt, what are you excited for? Um, I'm amped about Sports Story. Uh, I played Golf Story on the Switch. I really mm. enjoyed it. I thought it ran a little long, but like the golf mechanics were super solid. The game was really cute. The writing was great. Um, so I'm excited to see a follow-up with some expanded sports. Right. Um, because I really liked the first one. The other thing that just makes me very curious 
is Super Mash. Mm-hmm. Um, a game that procedurally generates new games sounds <laughs> really interesting. My biggest worry is how deep any or how long any of these other games would be. Like, I'd imagine you're going to get like 15 to 20 minute bite sized things. Like, I don't think you're going to be getting anything longer than like an hour coming yeah. from this stuff, right? Which is fine. Like, for a game that's trying to. I, I just. I think the thing that makes me nervous is that this game is just going to be a jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and how different these variations actually will be. Yeah, I think if the games are meant to be pretty small, that probably will work in their favor. Or if they're, like, quicker experiences, because, like you said, if there's no way if it tries to take a JRPG and mashes it with something, they're not going to be making a, a JRPG-length game. And not that I'm expecting that, but I don't yeah, even yeah. think we're going to get anything a couple hours long. No, like, I, that's I, what I don't I mean. think so. Like, I think it'll be, like, like a 10-minute like experience per game, I think. And especially because you'd imagine that there's not, like, any story that would be put in would be bare bones as all yeah. fuck. Um, so I'm curious. I think it's a really, really interesting idea, mm-hmm. and I'm really curious to see how it gets implemented. And the next thing that makes me irrationally angry is this fucking skateboard. What makes you so angry? I about don't it? know. I hate. I fucking. Oh, you I hate fucking, birds. I fucking hate birds. And there's something about this goddamn art style that, and I love skateboarding. And to <laughs> see birds on skateboards just makes me like I don't know what like. But as soon as I saw this <laughs> game for the first time when it was unveiled a little while ago, it made me mad. And there are very few games that just make me upset. But this game, Darren, I, I, it made me really fucking mad. I, I have no reason for it. I'm sure it's going to be yeah. great. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it looks cute. It looks fine. But like, fuck this game. I thought that that was the game made by the Hatoful Boyfriend developer. Like, just keep the bird theme going. Put birds on skateboards. Next next time, you're going to have like Super Bird Odyssey. We're going to have like a bird platformer. Ugh, it just makes me mad. Birds on skateboards. I don't know. It's the weirdest idea I've ever heard in my life. I I think, I'm sh- like I said, I'm sure it's going to be great. I have really nothing truly against this game. You have birds against this but game. But it makes me mad. They, it makes me mad. They put birds on your favorite genre. They Not do. your favorite genre, but you're, they put birds on something my you like. My favorite method of transportation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I looked it up. I must have been thinking of somebody else. I don't know who I was thinking about. Oh. It might have been another series that you have just kind of... Yeah, that I got mixed up yeah. with. But now, the hype the continues. continues. No, now I need to figure out who I was thinking about. Right. But um, no, I'm still really, really super excited for it. Yeah, and especially now that they're coming back, I'm sure that knowing that the music is going to be what yes. you're expecting. Destiny, what do you think about? Did you were you watching the trailer for Boyfriend Dungeon? No, I, I mean I watched it with you, but I was like I didn't see a lot of interaction with trying to get boyfriends. No, it seems like the weapons are your boyfriend. I don't know about that. Or your boyfriends are your weapons? No, the weapons are your boyfriends. <laughs> Wait, which way does it go? No, the, the weapons are turn into people. Yeah, the weapons, the weapons turn, turn into people. And you turn can date boyfriends. the people. You can date your I feel weapons. I like there, there was an anime that was like loosely based off something like that. Probably. All right. Let's, I guess we'll see, again, more of Nintendo at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, the last story that I want to touch on quickly, because we don't know too much about it, there is a new Bioshock game coming. Oh, this yeah. comes from Jonathan Dornbush, again, over at IGN. 2K has announced a new Bioshock game is officially in the works at a newly formed internal studio, Cloud Chamber. However, don't expect this new game in the near future. Cloud Chamber is a new studio with locations in both Novato, California and Montreal, Quebec, headed by Kelly Gilmore, who has worked at 2K's Fire Axis games for nearly two decades in various capacities on said Myers Civilization and XCOM. Um, the one thing that I want to put an asterisk on this um, 
You know what? Let me pull it up first, and I'll add to it. But Darren, how do you feel about a new Bioshock coming? There have been rumors for years that people have been working on a new Bioshock game. And I'm going to touch on that. Yeah. So tell me, how, tell me how you feel about I new Bioshock. Am Bioshock's like, the one where they like go underwater and yeah, shit, and yeah. like, the weird big brother, the big daddies, big daddies, big daddies, <laughs> the big daddies. <sighs> yeah. Um, Wait, they drill you. They drill you real hard. I didn't like that game because, like, the... Whatever the... What are they? The people... They look like zombies. Splicers? The splicers looked really fucking disgusting. <laughs> I it, like. I know it's a classic. I had, I had another confession to make. Less uh, bad than playing Cookie Clicker, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I never finished the first Bioshock. Mm-hmm. I played Bioshock Infinite but I never finished the first one. That's really funny because that's the same thing for me. Yeah. I never finished one, never touched two. I played through Infinite and really liked yeah. it, and a lot of people were like, but, Bios- but Infinite's not really Bioshock. Yeah, I do like Infinite, and I can see why people like uh, Bioshock 1 better, and that's fine. And I, I, I mean, I can't get excited about a new Bioshock because I feel like Infinite was such a huge departure from the first one that it lost a lot of... Like, I, as much as I like Bioshock Infinite, the direction the series was headed... Do not seem so the let, best place. Let me let me touch on this. So I'm I'm pulling from Jason Schreier mm-hmm. over at Kotaku. This is from his Twitter account. Uh, fun fact that may or may not be related to my next book. To this day, 2K won't acknowledge that it shut down Bioshock 2 developer 2K Marin in 2013. At the time, 2K said it was staff reductions, and in the following years, 2K acted like the studio still existed. It didn't. Hmm. Just to drive home the point that 2K treated Bioshock 2 developer 2K Marin like garbage, the publisher sure said in a press release yesterday, guess they forgot that 2K Marin was founded by and run by a woman, Alyssa Finkley. So this also says they have a thing that they put out saying that um, Kelly Gilmore will be the first woman in 2K history to lead a development studio when they literally had a development studio headed up by a woman before. That was making a Bioshock game. Yes. Wow. So essentially, wow. This, this 2K canceled it shut the studio down, never acknowledged it, and now they're getting... Now they're like, but look, new Bioshock, basically saying that, like, there's no, there's a new one coming, please don't think about what we talked about before. So well, these, all these rumors and things coming, yeah. they were they were founded on something for a while, and then they weren't. Yeah. And now it looks like 2K has put together a new studio, and again, all, all the best to the new studio, I'm sure it's a completely out, whatever happened was completely out of their hands, but 2K is handling this in a really shady fucking way. That's crazy. Not only are they not acknowledging the old studio, they're saying that this studio is the first studio they've made that with a female head developer, mm-hmm. when the last studio was leaded by a head female developer, and it was making another Bioshock game. Right. Like, what kind of bizarro backwards like shove it to the back of your mind memory as 2k have yep yep mm. i'm really curious we'll see more i'm sure like this game's a long way out so we'll, we'll see what happens as it kind of comes on but i love that jason schreier is putting a bit of fire under their asses and yeah. his his books are uh, the one book that he's put out so far it told a lot of interesting stories about game dev behind the scenes yeah and untold stories of games and i'm sure his next one will follow suit yeah because i so it sounds like the book will come before the game will anyway, so I'm sure we'll be hearing about this again in the future. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, a couple quick hits. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, confirmed exclusive for a year. Mm. Uh, it's going to be only on PS4, and there's a sticker actually on the box that says that it's going to be exclusive until like March 2021. Mm. Um, so we'll see if it makes its way to anything else. I'm, I'm sure it'll come to PC and, and Xbox just like um, Final Fantasy 15. I'm sure it will. 
And MLB The Show, no longer a PlayStation exclusive starting 2021. Uh, this, for me, I, I want to talk about for a quick sec. I don't give a shit about sports games. I don't care about MLB The Show. But mm-hmm. this announcement is fucking massive. Because MLB The Show has been a PlayStation exclusive franchise for something like 18 years. There are no other baseball games except for one that's like people don't really play. But the, like MLB The Show is the baseball franchise imagine if like fifa or nfl or nba were locked to a certain console Mm -hmm. that is essentially how important mlb the show is the games are immaculately reviewed every year they get a shit ton of praise thrown their way they are developed by a sony first party studio and now whether i'm like i'm I'm not sure if it's because there were contract negotiations that were going to come back up and mlb said like hey we want more money because they're obviously going to make more money on more platforms. Or if this is Sony trying to get some more goodwill in with trying to, you know, share the console space as, mm. you know, these portals seem to be opening up more with Microsoft and Xbox getting along together more. PlayStation just got the Minecraft update that lets them crossplay properly. Um, but this this is massive. This is absolutely huge that, um, that this franchise will be on multiple consoles. And... Uh, Nintendo and Xbox have both tweeted out in support of this article, uh, of this announcement, sorry. And it seems like the games will be coming there as well. So I just think this is huge. I never in my life thought that we would see such a PlayStation exclusive. And again, this isn't a system seller, but this is a really important game for PlayStation Mm -hmm. now to be coming elsewhere and so soon. We won't see one in 2020. It's probably too late in development cycle for them to change over. But in 2021, it seems like MLB The Show will be hitting other consoles that's interesting it's crazy yeah um anyways we're moving on to our main topic and what we're going to talk about is are games supposed to be fun darren this was a topic that you brought up tell Mm -hmm. us tell us where you were thinking what 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 is this topic to you so this came up when i first started playing death stranding because death stranding has a lot of mechanics that if you're playing the game would not necessarily be considered fun to play with like a lot of the complaints lobbied at the game are the you know vast expanse of just walking Mm -hmm. how difficult it is to just walk like there's a reason why people compare this to the browser game Quop, because like (laughs) if your cargo stack too high you fall over you lose balance and and so you have to hold on to the right button if your things holding if your things falling left and then you have to hold on to the left button if your things falling right and it's waving back and forth and you have to like constantly run and balance and so it's like that's not necessarily fun to play because when you're walking okay you kind of just want to focus on walking so, so let me let me ask you what do you mean by fun because so, you said you have gotten enjoyment out yeah. of making the roads, out of making the zip lines. Do you mean like traditionally fun, as in like Super Mario 64 yes. fun? I mean traditionally fun. Like, I mean like playing like Rock Band or Guitar Hero and getting like instant gratification where it's like, oh, I'm playing a musical instrument. This is, I'm having a fun time. Or playing like a Mario Party game. Or playing like Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Like something where you play it. And you just have a good time. The mechanics in Death Stranding are designed to be punishing. Right. And designed to be obtuse and designed to be difficult. I know what you mean. And the thing is, it's like I think that this is more and more of a trend that we've seen in the last five to six years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with not even just games in their design to be maybe cumbersome or strange, but even games that are designed to be just straight up difficult. Yeah. Look at Dark Souls. Look mm-hmm. at um, look at Demon Souls. Right. The ori- the originator of all this. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, of this difficulty of kind of bringing that back to the forefront. Right. Yeah. Um, those games I do not think are fun. Yeah. So I I think like the rush that you get from beating a boss is really cool, mm-hmm. but it's they're fucking hard and they're frustrating and just as like as much as they are frustrating I can see why death somebody might say Death Stranding is monotonous yeah so you get these games and and they get these bad reviews because the reviewer or something will be like this is not fun it's not like a lot of times when somebody complains about a game they'll say like it's just not fun right and so my question is is kind of like is that valid criticism like is it okay for games, like, do you think that games should always make it their main objective for you to have fun? Or do you think that there's merit in a game purposely not being fun to drive a thematic or a story point home or something like that? The thing is, I think that this is something that's going to be more important as gaming continues to evolve. Um Gaming at its infancy, and again, we have to remember that gaming as, as a widespread platform has only been around for about 30 years. Mm-hmm. Movies have been around much, much longer. TV has been around much, much longer, right? Yeah. So it is very much still in its infancy. So TV, at its at its beginnings, I'm sure was just meant to be entertaining, yeah. right? Silent movies, you weren't getting a massive story out of, right? They were meant to be enjoyable to watch, yeah. right? Now you have video games who are starting to take those steps into more serious territory as an art Mm -hmm. so i think that a game does not have to be fun Mm -hmm. i don't think that it needs to be the core tenant of a game but i think that if a game like death stranding is not going to be fun i think that the rest of it the rest of the like everything else that the game is built on has to carry that because you go into a game expecting to enjoy playing it yeah and if you're not going to by design the writing, the music, the story that it tells you, that has to make up the difference. But so you're saying you have to enjoy it ultimately at the end, but like enjoy it in what capacity? Uh, but enjoying something and something being fun are different, I would argue. Yeah. I would say something is fun. Like if I'm, if I'm, um, I don't know, if I'm playing basketball, I'm having fun playing basketball. Yeah. If I'm going on a roller coaster I've never been on or I'm going down a water slide, mm-hmm. I am not having fun. Yeah. At least not at first. If I'm going yeah. on a water slide, my heart's in my throat the entire fucking time until the very end. Yeah. Where I, after I'm done, I'm like, oh shit, like, I get it. Right. So are you trying to define enjoyment as like, if you enjoy it, that means at the end of it, you feel like the experience was worth it. Yes. Exactly. So like, there's a game that I played, uh, it's called Three Fourths Home. Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic little game. It's only about 45 minutes long and it's essentially just tells the story of this girl driving home in the middle of a storm Mm -hmm. talking to her parents on the phone. Mm -hmm. The game is not fun. Mm -hmm. The game, like at no point was I'm like, I'm having a blast doing this. Mm -hmm. But at the end of it, the story that it told, I connected with the characters so much and the writing was so great that I did not regret it. I, I enjoyed my experience regardless if it was fun or not. Right. So I think that as games grow up, I think we're going to see developers and you know people mm-hmm. in the industry take more and more risks with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they have to be fun. Mm-hmm. You just need to be able to enjoy I th- it. I think you have to not regret playing it. Right. Well, what do you think, Destiny? 
I think a game has to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. So it could be fun. It could be interesting. It can scare the shit out of you as yeah. long as you are entertained and it keeps your interest. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of games that come out, like, for example, Life is Strange is not a fun game, mm-hmm. but it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, when we think of fun, we... I don't know if we're confusing that with entertaining. Mm -hmm. Like, like, are you entertained by the game? And if you're entertained by the game, then there are various sublets that you could use to describe how you're entertained. So are you using, like, entertain the same way as, like, enjoyed, where at the end it's like, or is it, are you saying, is it keeping your interest? Is it keeping your interest? Yeah. 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 Because, like, again, like, I can be frustrated, I can be angry, I can be upset at a game, but if I still want to play it, there's obviously something there that Mm-hmm. keeps me hanging on and like again this traditional idea of fun mm-hmm. I think will change a lot I think it also depends on what kind of game it is yeah and like is is it a That's... game that you play because you enjoy playing it with other people mm-hmm. is that the fun part of the game yeah or you know because I never think about a game being fun because of the story I never mm-hmm. watch a movie and be like that was a fun movie mm-hmm. you know what I mean or that was a fun game it's like it has to do with like the gameplay or like how it's presented to me. Um, but I think as long as you're interested in the game, then you can walk away and you can possibly say that was a fun game because I enjoyed yeah. playing it. Because I'm trying to think of games like simulators, like real simulators, like Microsoft Flight Simulator, Yeah. which is a game that exists to, to simulate what it's like to fly a plane. But if you think flying planes is fun, yeah. then that would be a That'd fun be, game yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some game that I think Penn & Teller made that was like, Arizona truck simulator or something like that and the whole game is you driving on one real road in the United States that's like obscenely long mm-hmm. and it's like a 12 to 24 hour drive or something like that mm-hmm. and it's a straight line okay. and the whole game plays out in real time you have to play the f- drive for the full 24 hours and would you say the cookie game is fun? See, I think I would say the cookie game is fun because that just, like, plays into your instant gratification part of your brain. Okay. So do you think having fun means you have to be instantly gratified? I don't necessarily... No, I, I don't think that. Um, I, I I don't think it has to be like that because you can have, like, a delayed gratification. But mm-hmm. I would say fun... I would define fun as... Um, the experience being like enjoyable no not enjoyable uh positive like at the end of it like something is like innately a positive experience like something like wouldn't enjoyable be positive no because we're trying to define enjoyable as like do you think it was worth it in the end because like, I don't think thinking it's worth it in the end and enjoyable are the same things. Because you can play a game that was like really fucking hard and you hated it, but you feel positive in the end because you finished it. Mm-hmm. The English language is very hard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And trying to find the language to use to describe it is difficult. Because like for something like Dark Souls, sometimes the minute-to-minute gameplay is not fun, but at the end of it, like you said, you feel fun. And so how would you describe that? Well, I didn't say you'd feel fun, but you enjoyed it because you accomplished whatever you were trying to accomplish. I personally would call the 
act of like killing fighting a boss in bloodborne mm -hmm. the actual act of fighting the boss itself for me i personally would call fun i don't know if you can quant like if you can if you can define it here though because for me and i've played like i played through a bunch of sekiro mm -hmm. i beat the boss and i wasn't like that was fun i was like motherfucker like ugh. right like yeah. on to the next one so like i think it just differs person to person i think the biggest question is like i like for me like there are things that if I feel like I regret it in any shape or form, mm -hmm. then I feel like I didn't get anything out of it. Mm. Yeah. Because movies might, or games or whatever, might make me uncomfortable. They might make me angry. They mm -hmm. might piss me off. They mm -hmm. might make me sad. But if at the end of the day, regardless of how I felt, if I regret doing it, then I think that's where my problems start to arise. Mm -hmm. So, like, it doesn't have to make me feel a certain way. It doesn't have to whatever. Like, if at the, if when I'm done, I can walk away from being, like, walk away from it being like, okay, like... That's why I think the word entertained is better. Mm -hmm. To Like, if you're entertained, then you'll keep doing something. Mm -hmm. If something holds your interest, then you'll keep doing it. But you know what? It's weird. I didn't think we were talking about... Like, this topic is... I didn't think of the topic being brought up about this way. I thought we were talking about, like, should games be fun versus educational oh. versus... That's what I thought that this topic was going to be about. So, yeah. like, in my head... I was thinking about that, you know, because yeah, yeah. like games are really like expanding into a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And because we talk about mental health, there are games that deal with mental health. Mm -hmm. So that's what I thought the conversation was going, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but I think as long as you're entertained by something, you can walk away saying it was fun. It was interesting. I think you take a positive as long as it keeps you entertained to the very end. I think you have a positive feeling about right. it have you played any games that you think you would say were not fun but in the end you enjoyed them and were entertained by them um i've played games that i thought were fun and then towards the end i was like i hate this shit yeah like ninja turtles right it was like hard like when it became too complicated i stopped being yeah. interested right. and i stopped being entertained and yeah. then i was like the ending of it was like i fucking hate that game yeah yeah, because I, I think I think the classic example of a game that is like not fun to play, and it's kind of on purpose, is a game called Spec Ops: The Line. Have yeah. you, you ever played that? Uh, have you played it? I have played it. Yeah, so have I. Uh, and the game plays like a very generic, like third-person shooter, where you're just like killing people in like a desert, and it's kind of a slog to play, but the the like kind of main influence of the game is the you know the novel heart of darkness and the movie apocalypse now where the whole point is that this kind of combat should not be an enjoyable experience so, so is it first is it one player it's yeah. one player it's, it's single player a, it's just a story, story. Yeah. so you're kind of playing through this slog of a game for the game to tell you like yeah you're not supposed to enjoy this and so you don't really enjoy it but you get what the developer is trying to do with it so I'm trying to like think like what is the merit in that? See, I don't know. I disagree with you about Spec Ops not being. I don't think it was fun, but I thought the mechanics were sound and they worked for what it was. I didn't find it to be a slog to play I through. Found it a bit of a slog, but uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it kept your interest because of the. It kept mechanics? my interest again. The story is what kept me going there. I didn't. I, I found. I found like the mechanics to be serviceable. I didn't think they were bad. Mm. Um, but that's what I mean. I think that this. I think that this will change. A lot person to person as well and like because like 
you like for for us for example mm-hmm. darren your capacity for meandering bullshit is much higher than it is than mine is <laughs> right that's like, true like because <laughs> i could not do the whole building roads thing that would i would hate that yeah. and like for me like even like like the witness mm-hmm. for example is a great thing have mm-hmm. you played have you heard of the witness yeah essentially it is a beautiful puzzle game where like all of the puzzles are line puzzles they're right? all maze puzzles like, mm-hmm. yeah and again the game fantastically designed mm-hmm. beautiful has some really great puzzles i'm never touching that fucking thing again i'm not a puzzle because like that mm-hmm. for me just makes me mad and mm-hmm. like and it's not like a like at least with something like dark souls or, or sekiro you have that ability to be like okay like if i if i do this a different way mm-hmm. then i i stand a chance at beating the boss yeah with something like the witness i could fucking stare at thing all at that thing all day do everything possible and still not figure it out and mm-hmm. i'm i'm getting like I, I will i will just stop playing it yeah so like i that's what i mean like it's interesting i think it really just depends more on the person and on the I type so of too. game i don't think it's a question that we can really answer it's almost no. like what does love mean to you yeah. yeah you know what i mean because it's what it depends on what the person's interests yeah. are but i do think the game should be entertaining yeah well because I think the reason I brought this up and I, the reason I want to talk about it in this way and not necessarily the way that you had in mind uh, was because, like, in art, there are things that are meant to be provocative in ways that are not necessarily enjoyable to every ex- yes. person who's experiencing it. Like, when I, I compare it to, like, an episode of Black Mirror, like, I watch an episode of Black Mirror and feel like crap at the end of it not more so the newer ones but the older episodes which i think were better um i feel like crap and i'm like i you'd go through like a a a, an experience and you think about your life in a way that you not might not want to think about Mm -hmm. but you're almost kind of like gaining something from that and i think for games to be appreciated as an art form we have to except that developers are obviously allowed to make whatever kind of game that they want, mm-hmm. and that the I think almost the word game kind of holds the medium back, because a game implies that it, it has to be enjoyable, and it should be more of like an interact, maybe it should be called like interactive experience. media, or interactive experience, rather than a game. I guess when I think of it, I don't think of a game as it's, I don't think of it like it's supposed to be fun because it's just evolved so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. So when I think of a game, I know that there's any level of like differences that it could be. Um, I definitely don't think I don't when I look at a game. I don't think of a game as like oh I want to play this because it looks fun. Yeah, I usually take in a lot of other things before that's my main reason mm-hmm. what, for playing. What makes you want to play it? Usually, like, the art style. Yep. Like, that's the first thing, because I'm an artist, so mm-hmm. if the game looks pleasing, yeah. then I'll I'll usually download it. Right. Like, for example, Black Desert, if the characters are super ugly, You're like, no, I probably wouldn't this. play it. Yeah. I want something that appeals to how it looks. Yeah. Then I go into the gameplay, and if I don't like the gameplay, then... So, for example, um, what was the one that they just made? They made... Hold on. The Children of the Light. Child of Light? Ch- no. Sky? Sky. It's a beautiful game, but it's boring to me. So I couldn't keep playing it. Right. You know what right, I mean? So you downloaded it because you saw, like, this looks gorgeous. Yes. And then, but, and then I once you start playing it. But I don't feel like I lost anything. Okay. Yeah. Like, for the time that I played it, 
and the visuals, it was great. So, yeah. um, I think, I've, I think yeah. also like, just like you were saying, D, like the, the, the term game, I mean, historic, like classically known, it is meant to be something like basketball, something that, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. that is meant to be fun or, you know what I mean? Not and, to say that everybody play basketball. And that's fun. how the medium started. It started with Pong, which was just like tennis. Right. But like, even now, like you see more and more of as these new genres come out, mm-hmm. like most of the time now, when you when you talk about something like a visual novel, you don't usually say visual novel game. No. Right? Like you don't usually say like where I think that the industry is evolving more to talk about the styles mm-hmm. and things like even like things like walking simulator, which can be used derogatorily, sure, but like again, like you're not saying walking simulator game, visual novel game. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that term is kind of being put on the sidelines a little more for people who are discussing the type of game itself. Yeah. So I, again, like I think that as we even like VR, right? Mm-hmm. Virtual reality. Yeah. Right. These are these are terms that are changing a little yeah. bit. So I think that as games again continue to evolve, and as we see stuff like AR and VR come mm-hmm. up more, and as we see developers take risks to make something new, I think we'll see the term game kind of fall by the wayside a little more. And yeah. as this as this industry becomes more grown up. I think we'll see I, things change. I feel like games weren't always supposed to be... I don't... Okay. I feel like games hasn't always been positive and hasn't always been a fun thing. Like, if you think about the games, like, uh, when they first started, like, the Olympics and things, it was to show endurance. It right. wasn't a fun thing. It right. was to show your athleticism. Yeah. I think it didn't become, like, a fun thing until probably the 70s and the 80s where they were really focused on doing family things right like uh kind of like after the war and bringing the family together and then it became a fun family thing with board games right and then it went into like virtual games interesting so i think games being fun is more of a recent modern thing modern Mm -hmm. thing than before because before the games was all about showing endurance working hard practicing that strength it was not a fun thing it was a challenge interesting i think i guess for me like i'm thinking of like kids like they said you want to play you want to play like play games right so like and i guess because we work with kids so much that's usually how we hear it right so I'm curious. I'm curious to see how things will change and grow over yeah. the next little while. And I mean, words and like the like you said yourself, the definition of words can change too. It's just interesting because I know people that are into games, and I think it's already changed a lot. Can definitely see like how games can be art themselves, and I think too, there's still definitely like a, a large portion of the general public that still thinks that games are not necessarily art, more of just like a, a, a pastime. Yes. Um, and I would like to see them be considered more as art and so i'm hoping that people can accept that some games will not necessarily be fun and hopefully they can be appreciated i have a really quick question did you guys see love sex and robots on netflix oh i haven't seen all of it just parts of it it. okay so the reason why i brought this up is because a lot of well some of them i don't know how many a lot of um i keep saying a lot but (laughs) some of the producers of the animations that you see were actually from game studios. Really? Interesting. Yes. That's cool. I didn't know that. So I think games are trying to expand. I think they've been trying to expand for oh, a for long sure. time. And I really feel that people will start to see that games are more of a work of art and not just, yeah. you know, like... Yeah. yeah. I, think so I think as think the amazing. people who grew up on games continue to grow up, Mm-hmm. and then raise kids who then grow up on games raised by people who grew up on games and so on and so mm-hmm. forth the kind of 
because I don't want to say stigma because I don't think that's the right thing but like the mm. common view of it will fade away more and more as it becomes more and more commonplace yeah yeah big shout out big shout out to all the people that have tried to push the boundary yes and, and do something different that not everybody's going to like but that you believe in with a strong vision yep uh, to try and I really feel like indie better. game companies are doing that yeah I really feel like they're yeah. really trying to push whereas in big game companies are still doing that very cheesy g- game feel, like yeah. a gamey feel. I think I think you see it in a bit of AAA with stuff like Naughty Dog and Kojima Productions. Mm-hmm. I think you are seeing it more and more in AAA, but mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think indie games will be the one and have been the ones for a long time leading the charge. Yeah. Um, okay. A couple of shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to Wes, who's been messaging me the last couple of days, giving us praise for the podcast, talking about how much he's been enjoying it. So he said, interestingly enough, and this is really funny for me, he started with the most recent stuff and worked his way backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's probably seen us get worse, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, uh, thank you for listening. I super, super appreciate it. Uh, Chris, you have still not come up to me at the office and told us the cash. <laughs> Has he even okay. listened? No. So that's what I mean. I'm going to have, Chris, I'm going to have bitch. Chris watch on every podcast now with a quick update. Mm-hmm. Chris, you're still a bitch. Still a bitch. <laughs> still haven't given us the passcode. Oh, funky which monkey means, toes. Which means that you will not be on the podcast until you find it. And now, you have to find the episode. That's true. Good luck, bitch. <laughs> Destiny, you're our host today, so you want to close this out? Um, yeah. I just want to say that I think this has been a great topic. And, you know, I have not given thanks to you guys ever Aww. on the podcast. Like, you know, it was your idea, Matt. And I remember when you came and you asked me about it, and it was, like, super random. We were going out for tacos. Tacos. I love tacos. And you came to me with the idea, and I was just, like, super excited to be a part of it. So I'm really glad that I'm still, like, working with you both. Darren, I know I piss you off sometimes, but I love you. (laughs) And Matt, you know, I think you've got some gold here. Really, I think it's been really amazing, and I think a lot of people are really going to catch on to it. And I hope that we become motherfucking famous. And if we don't become famous, I hope that we are able to help some people who uh, can relate and at least feel like they're not alone and, you know, reach out to us if, about games that maybe they found that personally helped mm-hmm. them get through hard times and things like that. So, um, again, thanks, everyone who is listening. Thank we you for you, your continued you. support. Um, yeah. And um, this was episode 16. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't say at the beginning. <laughs> And By the way, you were listening to episode 16. You were listening to episode 16. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's my wrap-up. So, Darren, would you like to say goodbye? Bye. Matt, would you like to say bye? That was like the softest embrace of byes I've ever felt in my Do life. Do you feel warm? I like feel Like warm. a fucking, like, warm blanket warm, right now. Warm, but also, like, I can feel a finger going where it's not supposed to. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel that, too. Peace out. And catch you guys in episode 17. See you next week. Ciao. Bye. I guess I'm going to be out here, and I'm going to try and stay here, and I'm going to try and not move my body around too much like I always do. Move my body. Everybody, yo. Yeah. Rock your body, yeah. Yeah.